Jonathan Edwards was born October 5th, 1703 in East Windsor, Connecticut. Mm. He was a fascinating person. Uh, don't have time to go through his entire life. But mm. the thing about Jonathan Edwards that I want to talk about is his legacy. Okay. As a father. Yeah. Now, he has a legacy. He started, I believe, Harvard. Okay. And I believe Princeton. He did start, I know for sure, Princeton, but I believe it was Harvard as well. Gotcha. And back then, all those Ivy League colleges that are kind of crazy, you know, really crazy off right now. Sure. They were all started as seminaries. Oh, wow. They were all pastoral education schools. That's wow. how they, that's how they originated. All of, every single one of mm. them. Most people don't know that. Mm. Um, he... Died in 1758, mm. pre-American Revolution. Sure. But most people credit him with something called the Great Awakening. So mm. he was kind of the American version. There was a, a a British pastor who I'm just totally blanking. He was a friend of the Wesleys. He came and he preached in America. And he was um, – he did these huge revival meetings. He'd preach to 10,000 people outdoors with no amplification and they'd all be able to hear him. Wow. But what happened is – these people would come like this. This guy, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he, every single person in the colonies had heard this guy preach. Right, right. Jonathan Edwards was right there with him, mm-hmm. starting churches, transforming the theology of the Americas, which was a very Protestant, very Puritan based. Mm-hmm. But it became a very legalistic, well, I'm an American, so therefore I'm a Christian. I'm an American, sure. so therefore I am a Puritan. Sure, sure. Um, Religion was something that we were, not something that we participated in. Gotcha. Under him, what the Great Awakening happened when people actually started embracing Christianity as something that was real. Yeah. Turning their hearts, not just their heads, back towards God. Embracing Jesus as a source of repentance and forgiveness, not as just a social status or a, hey, I'm a moral person, so therefore I go to church. Right. Um he was a philosopher. He was a theologian. He wrote some incredible books. I I know pastors who their favorite theologian ever mm-hmm. is is um, Jonathan Edwards. But yeah, I've heard his name a lot. He, he's incredible. He started. He had a huge missions focus. Gotcha. So he was. We're going to train up people who are going to go out into the frontier yeah. and preach to these people, preach mm-hmm. to Native Americans, preach to these people, and tell them the good news of Jesus. Not colonize them, right, 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 but actually teach them about the Word of God. Here's mm-hmm. why I bring him up as an intro to. What we're going to talk about tonight, every morning Mm. when he would wake up, Mm. he would pray for five generations of his family. Oh, wow. He would, he would wake up and he would pray for his sons and his daughters. Yeah. He would pray for their sons and their daughters. Yeah. He would pray for their, he would pray every day. This is one of the things he was famous for. He he would literally pray that God would bless five generations Mm. from him every single day. And his wife was credited for raising these incredible young men who went on to do incredibly great things because she believed the same thing. She believed that raising your children and teaching your children the instruction of God and how to be morally powerful and, you know, all those things would affect not just their generation, but generations go on. So I'm going to read a list for you. Okay. okay? In his descendants, Mm -hmm. three senators. Okay. One vice president, wow. 100 lawyers, okay. 100 pastors, 30 judges, 60 medical doctors, 60 authors, 80 public servants, 75 military officers, 65 college professors, and 13 college presidents. Wow. Talk about a legacy. Talk about 
years and years and years and years and years of faithful men chasing after Jesus because one man decided that fatherhood was a big deal. Decided that him being a father wasn't just going to affect his children's life, but four generations after them. This was a man who believed in God's faithfulness mm. and mm. believed in God's fatherness yeah. as well. Mm. Welcome to the Real Granite Podcast, where we have real conversations about real topics that affect us in our everyday life. I am Tim. And I am Jeff. And you know what? I, I remember talking about I'm going to wear a different t-shirt every year. Every year. Uh, every you know, every, every year. Every week when we do this. <laughs> and this today is one of my collections. Do I you love know it. Is? Uh, that would be a... Is that... Is that not? It's not Ultron. No, 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 no not I, Ultron. I, um, I know what you're thinking of. Not, it's not Voltron. It's not Voltron. I know you know what this is. Is that a Power Ranger? Yes. I never was allowed to watch Power Rangers Are you again. Serious? Yep, wasn't allowed. No. No. Oh yeah. Oh, that was on the no-no list of the many things I was not allowed to watch as a child. I am. So I wasn't sorry. allowed to watch Sesame Street. We've never had this Word? conversation. No, never. I've never heard that. Yes. Sesame yes. Street. Oh, it was of the devil. Sesame Street. Okay, okay, okay. I gotta explain. Okay, so, okay. Hold on, hold on. Wow. Okay. This we we are here. <laughs> All right. So I was raised in a very strict, independent, fundamental Baptist home. Sure, sure, sure. KJV only. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. Yep, if you yep. don't know what I'm talking about, that's great. If you do, I'm sorry. You're lucky. Um, God bless you, man. Um, music. My mm. dad is insanely musical. Yeah. So my dad, at the age of five, could sit down at a piano. Mm. And play a Beatles song oh, off really? the radio. Yes. Yeah. No training. Dang. Insane. He took music lessons for like a local kid was like a local teenage girl was teaching him piano. And after like four lessons, she was like, I can't teach him anything else. He's That's he's too crazy. smart. So my dad naturally, he's a composer. He writes his own music. Yeah. He has for a long time. He was raised in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. Because he's 67 now. So he was raised in the 50s, late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, yeah. And... He became a Christian at the age of 23, mm-hmm. came out of that rock and roll, yeah, was yeah. saved into that independent fundamental Baptist world, mm-hmm. which were incredibly anti-rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. So anything with a backbeat was determined to be sinful. Oh, Literally any man. song with this, we're going to get a little music theory. So sure, sure. if you've got the beat on the one and the three, that's okay, because that's a march. Dun, 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 that's okay, yes. No, but if it's done, nope, two and four, beating the two and the four because <laughs> that I'm gonna. T- oh, this is gonna be so funny. I'm not kidding. That originates from Africa. Yes, the two from and four? the, the yes. demonic, the animistic, the mm. the worshiping of the demons. Wow, the worshiping of the demons, and uh, and we don't want to be like those demon worshippers in Africa, now, do we? It's so funny. Because not kidding. I, I believe you because hundred percent. The moment you said one and three, I was like. But we clap on two and four. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm serious. We li- I mean, like that's it's so funny. So so I yeah. was raised in a home where we were never allowed to listen to the radio. Wow. Unless it was like Christian like hymns. Yeah. I was I listened to classical music and hymns and soundtracks. That's all I was allowed to listen to growing wow. up. I would I remember getting in trouble because I would tune my radio to a local radio station when I was like ten or eleven, and my dad caught me. I got in so much trouble. Dang. Then when I was a teenager. I would listen to the radio in the car when I was driving to work, and my dad caught me doing that once, and I got in huge trouble. Dang, bro. And then by the time I was a teenager, I just started to listen to whatever. Sure, sure, sure. And and then I got into heavy metal and, like, and then, real. So I, I, was, I was a metalhead. And I swung child. the other. So, and then I went to a conservative Christian college oh, where we man. had to get our music approved, and anything on the two and the four was 
illegal. So soundtracks and classical was the only thing that was allowed, oh. and you would have to submit the CD to the dean to have him check it. And if he didn't like it, you couldn't listen to it. And oh, I, oh, we are so off, but I got to tell this story. So oh, yeah. and <laughs> and <laughs> excuse me, I'm battling a cold. Mm. And he would confiscate your CD if it didn't pass. So I would back up everything. So I had a huge, I had a huge bunch of um, bad music, quote yeah, unquote, yeah. bad yeah. music, on my computer. And my second year at the school that I went to it was yeah. called Pillsbury. Mm. Um, they were raiding the room, searching for contraband. Oh my goodness, bro! Okay, no, here it gets better. So my room was the first room that they hit. Okay. And I blocked the entrance and wouldn't let the guys who were inspecting out of my room while two guys ran down the hallways in the dorm screaming, it's a music check. Everybody burn your stuff. Purge your hard drives. And so the only person who got fined was me. I was the only person punished because we, uh, we held them up. So That is an honorable thing, too. It was hilarious. That's an honorable thing. I had thing. a friend who my second year there who was a floor leader, and he was supposed to enforce all the rules, and yeah. he was just like me. He listened yeah, to everything. Yeah. He would literally knock on my door before he came in and go, put away your stuff. I'm coming in. Because mm. if he saw it, then right, he'd right. have to he report to. it. But if he didn't see it, yeah. he wouldn't. Yeah. So, yeah that's uh... Well, for those of you <laughs> who got to watch. So, you, you know what's so funny? I put this shirt on. I was going to talk about it. Like, yeah. I know he knows what it is. I was like, but what if he didn't get to watch it? I'm like, yep. no, that's not true. No. He watched it. I've never watched it. I, I mean, I know what that. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's a cultural thing. Right, right. But yeah, no, I wasn't allowed to watch any TV shows Dang. with jazzy music. Um, Sesame Street had jazzy music. The Muppets were off. Yeah. Like they were really strict about a lot of things that we watched. Dang. Got to watch some Disney movies, but not sure. all. Sure, sure, sure. So like... Yeah, Man, it was kind of crazy. It was a little, and and so like with my kids, I'm really careful about what my kids listen to, obviously, sure, sure. because there's a lot of bad stuff out there. It is, but it was so funny because like even to this day, my dad can't handle anything that's got syncopation and it just it it wigs him out. Like he would not come to my church to watch my kids get baptized because of the music being played at church. He came like after the music was done. True story. Uh, that was a fight. That was a fight. the The moral of the story, the moral of the story to those out there in podcast land, is don't Man. don't major on the minors. There are certain Amen. things. Amen. Amen. Yes. Let it go. Like, yeah. oh, well, that person, they they believe women shouldn't wear skirts all the time. Right. Let it go. Yeah. It, okay. There are certain things we can disagree on, and I can love you, bro, and go. Okay, love you. Right. Great. We can disagree on that. I'm a metal guy. Jeff is not. He likes country music. I, I think it's kind of horrible. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of very strange musical tastes. Jeff is more mainstream, which is fine. But it's, it's like true. it's like okay. But yeah, no, wasn't allowed to watch Sesame Street. I think I saw my first Muppets movie at a friend's house when I was like 14. Dang. Yeah. So it, wow, it was quite bro. the quite the. Yeah. Listen to to this day. Mm. If I hear a piece of classical music, I can probably tell you. At least the the person who composed it, right? And I might be able to tell you which concerto it is. I was doing that. We were sitting. Where were we sitting? Sounds like a bonus episode. Me and my kids were sitting there, and something came. Oh, it was um um in the Hall of the Mountain King. Pierre Gint. Today we were watching an old old Disney, like nineteen thirties yeah. Disney, where there's just some music stuff. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's you know Pierre Gint. 
that's from in the hall of the mountain king they're like what you know i'll be listening to something i'm like oh that's peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky. that's his symphony number four second part wow you gotta understand symphonies are like 15 minutes long yeah they are yeah 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 Yeah. oh no that's mozart that's that's his uh that's his concerto for four strings or whatever Dang. And soundtracks, I can pick soundtracks out. You play me. You want to talk about pretty much any soundtrack from the year pre two thousand ten? Yeah. You play me any soundtrack. I can, I can tell you what it's from, mm-hmm. and I can probably tell you the person who wrote it because there's like three big ones that write most of the soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. So there's James Horner. Mm-hmm. He does like he did like Titanic and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's John Williams, which he's famous. He's it's Star Wars. He, he's he's. Star Wars, um, pretty much anything that Steven Spielberg's done. Okay, gotcha. Um, so all the Indiana Jones movies, all yeah. Jurassic Park, all that. He's famous for all those. Incredible. Mm. Uh, all the Harry Potter uh, oh, movies, good. he's done. Yep, oh, all wow. of them. He's kind of the big bad. He's like 90 now. He's still composing music. Dude's a, That's crazy. Dude's a monster. I love him. Shout out to you, John Williams. You're never going to listen to this. Um, this I know. But anyways. Um, Dang, so that's crazy, Love bro. the shirt. I think it's great. Megazord. Megazord. Original. And in what's behind Megazord. Right. Starry Night. By? I mean, Leonardo da Vinci, right? Mm. No, no, no. No. Picasso? No. I don't know. I know, I know, but I don't know. It's, it's Van Gogh. Oh, he's the one that cut his ear off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So did it was, Peter. It was one of those guys. So did Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky. He cut his own ear off as well. Artists What's, are crazy, why bro. Is that a thing? They're crazy. I mean, artists are nuts. Yeah, that's funny. Man. I mean, who was it? Well, Beethoven went deaf. Yeah. Mozart died of syphilis. Oh wow. That I dude. That. that dude. That, he ooh. buried in a pauper's grave. Most people didn't know that. I didn't know that. He was uh-huh. buried in a mass grave in France. Mozart was a genius. Mm. Uh, not France. Um, Vienna. 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 I was going to say Vietnam. Okay. No, Mozart was a, I believe he composed his first concerto by four. Yeah. Dude was off the charts brilliant musically. Crazy. Mm. Most geniuses are. Yes. I I think that we 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 see that, we see that even now, you know, with musical artists who commit suicide or, you know, people who kind of get to the end of their rope and you're like, yeah, you experienced life. Anyways, wow, we were off topic, but that's okay. This is awesome. You, if you you know, this is what we do. Bear with. We will get. We'll get back onto it. But that I, I didn't. I, I learned more about Tim today. So there, this there is, you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, my my weird childhood. I I have stories, man. I have man. lots of weird ones. But we'll get to them. So the the idea of what we want to talk about tonight. It's Father's Day. That's the day we're recording this on. Day. Happy Father's Day to all those fathers out yes, there. And yes. and I what we wanted to talk about was. Well, what I want to talk about, what we want to talk about is is the importance of fatherhood. And I think that it's understated in our culture in general. But I think specifically in Christian culture, we can have a really rough view of fathers. And what I wanted to talk about today was different perspectives on Father's Day. Mm. Because I have a perspective of Father's Day. Yeah. Jeff has a very different perspective of Father's Day. Yeah, sure. I know people who have different perspectives than me. Yeah. And I wanted to talk through those because I think, I think it's really difficult. Yeah. So... Um, when you, maybe you were raised with an incredible dad, maybe your dad took you to the baseball field and taught you how to throw a ball and, you know, taught you how to fly a paper airplane and, you know, whatever, you know, all all those, all those things that 
you know, you watch the Disney flick or the, 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 you know, the biopic and, you know, you watch that kid who just has their dad with him the whole time. And you're like, mm. yeah. Um, but for a lot of us, I don't think we had that. Yeah. I know for me, um, I have a very good relationship with my dad now. I didn't yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. My relationship was strained to say the least, and I hated my father for mm. the great majority of my life. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. almost 35 years old, and and for 20 years of that, right. I hated the man, and mm. I I honestly blamed him for most of the problems in my life. And, mm. and I think we could talk about that more, but yeah, yeah. I think Father's Day is hard because we want to celebrate the good, yeah. But what if there was no good? What if you know, to that person out there, and we're going to kind of share some of our stories here, but yeah. what that person who goes, my father abused me. Man. My father was a horrible man. My father was non-existent. Mm. I never knew my dad. Fatherlessness, 40% of children tonight are going to go to bed with no father, with no man in that That's house crazy. at all. 40%. And that used to be a very cultural thing. It used right. to be, you know, people would go, well, the African-American community. Sure, right, right. It's across the board now. Yeah. Yeah. Unwed mothers are at an all-time high across man. every demographic man. because men aren't stepping up. That's a totally different process. That's a totally different topic to talk about. But I just want to talk about what does Father's Day mean to you? And then I think we should talk about what it should mean. Like what what should it be? Mm. You know, I heard a, a fact today. Mm. Um, crazy. I, I mean, it made sense, but it still was crazy. Sure. <clears throat> I got some of my nose. I feel like it's going to be like this giant booger on set. So I'm awesome. like, I'm, I'm working on that. But, so I kept, <laughs> keep rubbing my nose. But all right, this comedian said this. Mm. And I, I think I'm pretty sure he did the research, but mm. he, I'm pretty sure he did. But he goes, there's Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And Mother's Day is a big deal. It's a huge deal. As it should be. It is. I'm, let me not say, I don't think Mother's Day should be any less than what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Yeah. Father's Day is just not as big. It's not. It just never has been. No? Okay? Now, but get this. He did the research. Mm Mm-hmm. Christmas. Yep. Most celebrated holiday. Yep. In this country. Yep. Mother's Day is second. Really? Second. I would not have guessed that. Neither would I. Mother's Day is second. Mm. All right? So he was talking. He was talking about how it was a joke because it's just so crazy how the difference. He goes like, it's Mm -hmm. Jesus and then it's it's, it's your mother. You know? I was like, all right. Yeah. Father's Day, 20th. Wow. 20th. Did he say it was 19th? I he goes, he goes, I don't even know 18 other holidays. You know, he's like, he goes. Yeah, he there's goes, like 12 federal he goes, holidays. He goes, Halloween is 6th. Oh, yeah. Halloween is 6th. Oh, absolutely. But Dad's 20th. 20th. Arbor Day, he said, was like 16 or something like that. That's like, probably true. And I was just like. Hey, Juneteenth just became a federal holiday. Right. That'll probably, it'll probably, be, it'll probably be above Father's Day too. Just got bumped to twenty one. <laughs> Dude, no, it's, it's at nineteen already. Watch, <laughs> it's at nineteen already. You know, that's awesome. And I'm just like, so it's just, it's, it's not. I feel like we, we don't celebrate dads the way we should. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking for me, and then kind of the, some of the stats you just said. Yeah, I see why. You know, um, so this is how Father's Days have always gone for me. Like I grew up with my dad, and he was an imperfect man. Yeah, and he said things to me that a father should never say to a, his child. Mm. You know that have scarred me to this day. 
I'm sorry for that. Uh, yeah, man. And uh, it's just crazy. Like, I, you know, and, you know, just not feeling loved by him or feeling yeah. like uh, I got his approval or just like his affirmation that I'm good enough mm-hmm. has been something that's uh, been devastating to me. Mm, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, it's been, it's, that's been hard. Um, mm. But I also... Uh, but when he when he lived with us, yeah, you know, I'd celebrate Father's Day, Happy Father's Day, Dad. Yeah, but I didn't feel that shit. Mm. Like you know, what I mean, like I don't know, like I just didn't feel that shit. Like yeah, like, that's what I'm supposed to do, mm. you know. Like and I like, you know, I'm just growing into like feeling like it's okay for me to feel certain ways. Yeah, because I didn't even know how, like I knew I didn't feel that, but I didn't know how to feel. You know what I mean? And like so, it was just it was just a numb type thing. Like yeah, like oh yeah, it's my dad. It's Father's Day. Mm. Okay, you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I did that for a long time. Yeah, uh, I've ca- I've called him most most Father's Days and just you know like he was out of my life at fifteen, mm-hmm. uh, meaning we never lived together in the in the same house since then. And I call him on Father's Day if I got his number or something. Mm-hmm. But like this today this year, I call him and I want to. Mm. Um, me and my father got a better relationship now because one I'm not a child. That's that helps sometimes. We're kind of like we're friends. You mm. know what I mean? Like, like we can talk about some deep stuff, and we we've had some conversations about my childhood where I've literally like just wept, mm. and he's held me, and I appreciate that. And mm. it was it was a it's a powerful moment for me, mm. and it came directly after a really, really bad moment mm. in my life. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So I was grateful for him in that moment, and, and I still am. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I, I love he's my your dad. dad. I, I do look. I'm, he's I'm. I'm his spitting image. Mm. Like really, physic like looks mm. spitting image. We're at the wedding, like dude. Yeah. What? I'm yeah. Like, yeah I know. That's and awesome. It was, it was for a lot of people, specifically friends. It was the first time they've ever seen my dad. Like, dude, you look like your dad. And yet, your dad not being the man that he should have been. Yeah. And I don't think any of us as fathers ever will be. I agree. Okay, we're all imperfect. We all need grace. But yeah. him, him having some catastrophic failures yeah and those catastrophic failures affecting you yeah and your family in some gargantuan ways yes for you to to hear that mm. must be painful that i'm a spitted image yeah in some ways like looking like him that doesn't bother me yeah but certain character traits yeah that's got but but you've got to feel that weight of oh. like oh you're just like oh no no that's the thing Character traits, yeah. behaviors, personality, yep. that's what gets to me. You know what I mean? And I, I hear mm. it like, I, like, and when he comes around, he's like, okay, he was here last year for my sister's wedding. Uh, and before that, maybe four years before that. Okay. And he hung out for like a week. Mm. Um, it was good. We had, a, you know, we had a good time and it was, but that, even that was hard to even just get him here. I'm sure. Um, but. Uh, so when did. And and please, I, I I know you know this, but I want to say this for everybody who's yeah. listening. Like, you don't have to share anything you don't want to. Oh, I got you. Okay, man. and I, no, I want to make that very clear. I, I appreciate that because that's again, your soul is more important than however many people are going to listen to this. No, I appreciate that, but so this when, is the real grounded podcast. We're going to be real. Yeah, you're not <laughs> wrong. So when did he kind of exit your life? Fifteen. When you were fifteen, I was a sophomore in high school. And what did that, I mean, without getting graphic, like, what did that look like? I was happy as hell. <sighs> I 
was happy as hell, bro. Mm. I was Why? Free. Living in his house was, living in a house with him was terrifying. Mm. He was not physically abusive to me. Mm. He never hit me or nothing like that. Big dude. I'm a big dude, right? Yeah, yeah. But he never hit. You sure. Know I mean? But the things he say. Just how, devastating. How he say it. Mm. You know, like, they, you know, so we had two TVs. They had a TV in their room, my mom mm. and dad. Club. And we had a TV in the living room. Okay. All right. We'd be in the living room chilling, doing whatever. Yeah. And the moment the door would open to his room, we'd all sit up. It'd just like be tense, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember like his job, he had a job at the time and they switched him from uh day shift to second shift. Mm. Or yeah, yeah, night shift, whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So I remember like coming home from school mm-hmm. and seeing him leave and like Oh man, it was like a weight lifted. Yes. That is so like, I'm so sorry, man. I appreciate that, man. That's awful. You know, and but, and uh, I'm I'm working through all that in therapy. It's been yeah. a blessing. Um, but I'm I'm, I'm glad you through are. It. I ain't I ain't healed from a lot of it yet, but I'm nope. working through it. Uh, but uh, when he left, I was relieved, bro. Like I was just like, mm. and we all felt it, man. Like mm. I'm like there was a sense of freedom in our house that we all felt. And if I'm being honest, like the five of us, I got two sisters and a brother and my mom. Yeah. Like we don't bond over that. Yeah. But we, it's just like, I don't know. We're closer because we know what we've been through. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's, it's, it's the same relief that any, any victim feels when they're, when their victimizer leaves and you're like, okay, that person isn't going to be around anymore so we can breathe. And, um, I'm really sorry that you went through that. That's horrible. And, and, and just even from what you're saying, yeah. just the, the aspects of that's not how it's supposed to be. No, it ain't bro. You know? And, and that's, that's so painful and it's so sad that I don't think your experience is uncommon at all. Sure. Oh yeah. I think I would, it's yeah, very common. Um, talking about the importance of fathers. I, I, I heard this years ago. Um, there was a, a a group of nuns who started doing prison ministry. Okay, I forget the city it was in. Um, I want to say Detroit, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And so you know they're dealing with hardened criminals. Sure. And they they'd seen a lot of you know results talking to them about the gospel, talking about yeah. Jesus, all this stuff. And Mother's Day was around the corner. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mother's Day comes first. Awesome. And they went to Hallmark and said, yeah. "Hey, we." we would love to have cards for, you know, these guys to send Mother's Day cards. Would you give us some cards? And they said, well, how many do you need? And so they went around, they asked, and every single inmate asked for a Mother's Day card. Every single one. Right. Like, even guys who weren't coming to the ministry, Mm -hmm. they were like, oh, my goodness, I can send my mom a card. Huge, right? Man, come on. Literally blew Hallmark away Mm -hmm. with how many they needed. Wow. And they're like, awesome, you know, it's this beautiful thing. There's mm-hmm. a news story about it. It was yeah. really cool, okay? Father's Day comes around. Mm. They're like, this is going to be great. They already contact Hallmark. They're like, we're going to give you Father's Day cards. Do the same thing. Yeah. Not a single person. Are you serious? Not, Not one? one person said, I will send them. Half of them were, I don't know who he is. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And the other half were, you, you, do you know why I'm here? I hate my old man so much because he did da 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 not a single one wanted the Father's Day card. Dang, I, dang. There's been, and these are all the statistics. I, I don't have them right in front of me, but they're well known. The statistics between fatherlessness and prison 
off oh, the yeah. charts. Yeah, absolutely. Between yeah. fatherlessness and grades, fatherlessness mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and all these things. And it's inexplicably true. And yet, I think that, I, you know, I'm a father. Jeff's a father. We know many people who are fathers. Being a dad is so hard. Yes. And I think it's so hard because a lot of us grew up with dads who were either absent, kind of like your dad was, mm. where you had a time where he was there, but he wasn't a positive force. He was very much a negative force. Yes. And so the relief you felt when he left, yeah. which is terrible, yeah. right? Because that's yeah. not how it's supposed to be. Or fathers who just didn't know how to be dads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember... Being raised in the home I was raised in, very strict, very religious. I wasn't a believer till the age of 19. So yeah. for me, that was even harder because right, right, I was right. living in a home where I was supposed to be behaving in a certain way. Right. And I was just playing. Mm. Holy Spirit wasn't in me. But my dad, and, and by God's grace, he's changed a lot since then. My dad was a workaholic. Mm. So my dad was never there. Yeah. I remember... He was a college professor from the age when I was about 13 to about 22, 23. Mm. And I remember he was this incredible professor at this Bible college, this little Bible college that I ended up going to. Yeah. And everybody loved him. He was a very good teacher. He's an incredible teacher to mm. this day. He yeah. loves to teach. Yeah. He's a very good teacher. Yeah, yeah. Um, he engages very well with people. Mm. His teaching style is very direct. Um. And he's dynamic. He's funny. I remember he did he did a, a cartwheel in front of his class when he was in his fifties. What? Wow. Okay. He said if everybody got a certain grade and he just nailed this cartwheel, it's hilarious. Everybody went nuts. Mm. So he was a lot of people who went to that college. They would say he's their favorite teacher. And there yeah. was a couple people that he really invested in. A couple mm. students that he just he just clicked with, and they he'd have them over for dinner and all this stuff. And I was fifteen, sixteen at the time, yeah. and I was not doing well at mm. all. And I just remember I he ran this thing called the camp team so mm. they would go around to christian camps around you know during the summers yeah, yeah and they would be camp counselors and they would talk about pillsbury which is the school that i went to and right. try to recruit yeah, basically. Right, yeah okay well he ran it and one of the kids that was on camp team was this kid who just loved my dad thought he would you know walked on water and all this stuff and i remember mm. being in a car with this kid uh, you know college student mm. And him just going on and on and on about how great my dad was. Now, my dad took all this extra time outside of the classroom with him. And I just remember thinking the whole time, just wanting to grab him and shake him and go, he's my dad, he's not yours. He about to make me cry too. Like, that was my time. Yeah. Why did you take it from me? And I was so angry, Jeff. I was so angry at him and at my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That anger towards my father led me to just being a very angry father myself mm. and being a person who wanted to make my kids behave. Yeah. My dad, his dad was a functional alcoholic. Mm, I'll gotcha, he was, yeah. he was raised depressed, you know, after the depression. Yeah. Yeah. His father was in world war two at the very end. Mm. His father was a lawyer. Oh, very, wow. very high, especially in Minneapolis, St. Paul, very well known. But his dad was a functional alcoholic. Yeah. He told me stories about having to go pick his dad up at the bar at mm. when he was 17 years old because his dad couldn't drive home. Right, right. So you, you've got this man who is incredibly good at his job mm-hmm. but has no idea how to be a dad. Yeah. Who parents my dad. And then my dad became a Christian right. and his dad hated him for becoming a Christian because mm. his dad was Irish Catholic. Sure, sure. And so his dad was like, uh-uh. 
You are no longer my son. He literally told my dad, you are not allowed to talk about Jesus in my house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, man, you've got all these things compounding, which led to me and, and all the wounding that I received. Right. And here's the thing. You and I both know this, okay? We are sinful people. We are. Therefore, we are going to sin against our kids. Yeah. And there needs to be grace there for us and for them. I apologize to my kids all the time. Oh, yeah. I apologize yeah. to my kids today. Yeah. Amen. Multiple times. Good. I needed to. Good. And there's grace there. Um, but I think that the whole father issue is all of us have father wounds. Yes. And whether your father was, you know, the greatest guy ever, I'm sure he still had flaws. Or whether, like, like for you and me, obviously not to the same extent you and me. But, sure, I know what you're saying. But us dealing with the pain of that can be haunting. And Father's Day can be hard. Because we're trying to celebrate this very good thing. I mean, I know for me, part of my journey was I had to forgive my dad. Hmm. And and by God's grace, I have a restored relationship with him now. And, and he's healed so much of the brokenness that was there for 20 years. Yeah. But I hated him and blamed him for so much. So I had to forgive him. Mm. And I had to ask his forgiveness for that hatred that I pressed into him. And by God's grace, he reciprocated that in my life. And we have an incredible relationship now. Amen, bro. Amen. That doesn't happen with a lot of people. Yeah. I, and I it get so that. True. Yeah, I so don't true. get that. He literally, as I was sitting here, he texted me and said... Mm. Tim, you're a great father, and I'm so proud to call you my son. Hey, come on now. Okay, he wouldn't have said that five years ago. Yeah. But God's grown him in some huge ways. What I'm trying to get to is this. We need fathers. Yeah. The absence of which in your life was devastating. Yes. In my life was devastating. Mm. The imperfections in, in both of our parenting, that goes to fathers. But also the legacy that we can leave. I know for me... I can be so, um, I don't remember what the right word is. I'm so concerned about the present. Yeah. I'm not thinking five generations. When you said that about him, I was like, I, I think about legacy. Yep. I think about my kids growing up. Yep. I kind of think about their kids, kind of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't go, I just don't go that deep into the future. I don't even think five generations from now, you know what I mean? You've got six boys. I got six of them, man. Okay. By God's grace, they're going to be six fathers. Man. Okay? Amen. Let's say each one of those has five kids. Okay? It's 30 grandbabies, bro. That's a lot of grandbabies. And let's say each one of those has five kids. Let's do some math. 30 times 5. 150? Yeah. Am I right there? Yeah. Yes. 150. My grandfather on my mother's side, Mm. his name is Melvin Meshke. He will never listen to this. Mm. I love you, Grandpa. You are awesome, but Mm. you will never listen to this. (laughs) He's in his mid to late 80s. Yeah. I think he's 88 this year. Okay. Been very honest with me about, hey, it's getting to be about time for me to go home. Mm. Mm. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. The whole coronavirus thing. I remember mm. calling him and I'm like, you know, because you don't know where people are and coronavirus has made people nuts. And so I'm like, do you want us to come visit? And he goes, Tim, mm. I'm going to die someday. Mm. If that is from coronavirus or that is from me being old, I want to see my grandkids and my great grandkids. Yeah. You get your butt over here. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. Holy man. Loves Jesus deeply. Mm prays for four generations of his kids every day. 
Amen. Every day. Amen. Hey, just so you know, Tim, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your kids. Mm. I'm his grandson. He's yeah. praying for his great-grandchildren every day. Yeah, man. Like, I want that. Like, what a dignity. There's a beautiful dignity in that. So I think what I want to talk about tonight is you and I, we have this ideal that we're striving towards. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I know the type of father I want to be. Right. I want to be strong. I want to be loving. I want to be supportive. I want to be a sanctuary for my kids. Yes. Yes. Where they can come and they know no matter what, I'm always in their corner. I haven't always been that dad. Yeah. For a long time, I was the authoritarian. You better do right or there's going to be consequences. Yeah. So I was more concerned about how my kids behaved sure, sure. than about their souls. Mm, got you. By God's grace, he's burned a lot of that out of me. Amen. Through a lot of blood and tears. No, amen. Hey. <laughs> so we want this ideal. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. First off, what do you think that idea looks like? Maybe. And like, what is what is a a good father look like? And the second question I want to ask is, how do we get there? Okay. Okay. What well, I got, I guess I'll shoot for what I'm trying to do. Okay. I'm I'm trying to be loving. Um, I want to let my kids know how much I love them. Mm. I want to say it mm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And I do. I love it. I want to show them. Uh, I, I physical affection. I just I hug my kids. I, I kiss my kids on the forehead. You know, uh, awesome. Uh, they like rubbing their heads. Yeah. Every day. I love you know it. What I mean, like every day, like like I go in their rooms and like you know we got bunk beds, so like they'll literally lean over because they know I'm coming in. Yeah, yeah. Head, oh, I love, like, I love it. I love it. And they and they and they love when I do it. You know. And- and and for those of you out there mm. who maybe you're not a dad yet, maybe you have kids who are young, maybe you're not a real physical affection person. Yeah, your kids need that. Yes, they do. Okay, they do. Cuddle with them, kiss them on the forehead, rub their heads. I know if I have a daughter; she will remain nameless. Mm. One of my three. Yeah, her love language is. She calls it back tickles. So she will literally like sit on the couch and mm-hmm. like pull up the back of her shirt and just wiggle her back like this. And she doesn't want me to scratch her back. Yeah. I like to have my back scratched. Amen. No, no, no. She is like, like just gently like make her squirm. She loves it. Yeah. Like that is literally, that is her like, mm-hmm. you love me, daddy? Okay. Like that's her love language. Oh, if I just stroke her arm like that, oh, it's just, that's the, the most wonderful thing forever. Like it's yeah. okay. Your kids need that. They need it. And I guess we'll probably get to this, but since we're here right now. Yeah. Um, if you don't, if you can't comprehend that, mm. I, I, was, I would recommend you start doing some work on yourself. Yes. And that's not an, this is not an uh, arrogant, yes. you know, uh, condescending thing. I say that because mm. I struggle with that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I think, you know, I, I freak out about, you know, what's too much, what isn't, all this mm-hmm. stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff in me needed to heal, and that is healing. Yes. For me to just be free, to just be Amen, man. with my Praise boys. And that. so, like, and I say that because I'm doing it. So, if there's something like you hear this and, like, okay, that sounds good. I just don't know how. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Start dealing with yourself and why that is. Or if your first thought is, oh, my goodness, mm. what will someone think if I do whatever that thing is? Yeah. There's some damage that's been done to you. Yeah. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. But you need to work through that because here's the thing. It is healthy. I have three daughters. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. It is healthy for them to want to cuddle with their dad. Yes. Yeah. Like, that is their favorite thing to do is 
movie, and they fight over because there's not enough room on the couch for sure. all of them. Right. They fight over who gets to cuddle with that. Yeah. Who gets to grab a blanket and snuggle up and grab snacks and yeah. sit up? Like, and I literally I'll sit with two of them for half the movie, mm-hmm. and then I'll snuggle with them and I'll go cuddle with that last one for the last mm-hmm. half of the movie because I'm uh, like, it's got to be fair. Yeah, Daddy, come cuddle with me. Who gets to cuddle with you tonight? Yeah. You know, all that. Like, that's healthy. Yeah. And if that's not, if you feel like it's not, there's something that's been done to make that unhealthy, and yes. that's sad. Yeah. And that's you need to work through that. Yeah. And hear what we're saying. We are not making fun of you or believing no. you. No. Oh, my goodness, Or what no. you've been through. But it is sad because you something's been robbed from you. That is a good thing. And I pray that you're able to heal from that and, and be able to be the dad or the mom that you, you can that you should, that you can be for your kids, man. I think one of the things that I learned a while ago that really impacted me is Satan can't create anything. Yeah, yeah. And Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. And so the only thing Satan can do is take something that God made good and warp it into something evil because he wants to destroy it. And so if you've been in an abusive situation with your dad specifically, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I really... Please, from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of Jeff's heart, like I am so sorry you went through that. Yes, yes. That is not on you. Mm-hmm. You need to go start working through that. Yes. Yes. Because God wants you to have a healthy relationship with your kids. Yes. And if there's something that's blocking that, whether that's trauma or anger or fear or whatever, like work through that. I, I completely agree. And so just getting back to the ideal, um, I want to be a, a provider. Okay. I want to provide for my financially. Got it. Um, but so much more than that, too. Okay. Uh, wisdom, knowledge, mm. how to, what to be like as a man. How do you go about life? Mm. Uh, provide them with some uh, um, stability. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Stability. Financial, emotional so stability. So important in a child's life. You know, um, a protector. Mm. A protector. Explain that one. I'm gonna to try to do it without crying. <laughs> uh, um, me and me and Tim talked before that. I told him, I said, Tim, this is gonna be one today, mm-hmm. and um, I'm I'm absolutely okay with that. I mean that, but yeah. this is like this is this is that issue for me. Yeah, you know, you know what type of day I had today. I do. Um, and so like to protect their hearts from those who may come to harm it mm. outside of this house. Yeah, right. Mean kids, the words they say, bullies, people, fights, you know, te- teachers, mm. uh, just people, adults, uh, unhealthy adults, family members, whatever. Yeah. Hey, these are my kids. You don't you don't cross that boundary. Mm. You don't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is not easy for me because I've I've hated confrontation most of my life. Yep. Um, and if I do, I like I'm like I feel bad. I feel bad that I'm making someone feel bad, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that. Oh, God so, bless you. No, no, that's no, that's not a good thing. That, that's I know what you're saying because that's not you. But like, but I hate that. I get it. I hate that. You don't want to be passive. No. And you don't want to expose your kids to something no. and be like, I'm that guy who couldn't stand up. And, and that didn't. And mm. I did that once. Mm. I did that once. And I've regretted it. And and get, mm. going through therapy, getting oh, a working whole, through that. Oh yeah, and it's it's a blessing. See, I 
uh, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to tell a true story about a mm. moment where I was very proud of one of my daughters. Yeah, yeah. So my kids were, uh, let's just say, playing at a, at a church yeah. with some other kids who were at the church. Yeah. You know, parents were, I think, in ministry or, you know, on one of the worship teams or whatever. Mm. And uh, I heard about this after my wife told me about it. And yeah. I was like, so my kids were little. I mean, Caitlin, Caitlin's my oldest. She's 12 and a half now. I've yeah. got a 12, 11, and 9. Mm-hmm. I think she was maybe, I think Addie was about four. Sure. So this was five years ago. Mm. And um, my, my my ex-wife, now she called me, and she's like, the kids got in a fight today. Mm. And I'm like, they got in, got in a fight? Right. Yeah, she was doing this meeting, and so the kids were playing in the gym. Yeah, yeah. You know? And there was this little boy yeah. who was probably nine. Mm. My daughter's five. And mm. he was just shoving her to the ground. She kept shoving her to the ground. Mm. Laughing, shoving her to the ground. I have three daughters. I have no sons. Yeah, yeah. So I've taught my daughters, and this is probably going to teach you a little bit about me, to be very aggressive. <laughs> sure. So, hey, if someone's messing with one of your sisters, mm-hmm. you warn them once. Yeah. yeah. And then you step in and you throw hands if you have to. Yeah, hey. And so Caitlin grabbed this kid mm. and like picked him up and just slammed him into the into the hardwood floor and was just pounding on him <laughs> and he starts crying runs to his mommy yeah. and i was like mm. i'm so proud of come you come on now i was come like we're taking Man. her out for ice cream bro like that's what we're doing like you now. are getting a prize come because on. yeah you were like uh-uh no no not no, in this, this house this my girls know this we've come talked on, about it i'm like okay you warn them, and then, and so that, that, <laughs> that I, amen. I, I love your heart, like, God, I don't want to piss anybody off, and I'm like, okay, no, that, that's, I need it's more, not, that, that doesn't come from a healthy spot, you need more of me, and right. I need more, we need to balance each right. other yeah. out, because I'm that's like, that's why we're friends, because I'm like, here's how you ground and pound, yeah, <laughs> you pin the elbows to the sides, uh-huh. and you keep your knees on them, mm. and you keep your arm open, and you yeah. strike with the elbow, yeah. and you keep going <laughs> until you see a lot of blood, right, because you can't, they can't chase you if yeah. you break their nose, because they can't see, come on now, We've discussed this. this I might hilarious. need. I mean, I need therapy. I've been. In, I'm in therapy, so Amen. you know. Amen. <laughs> but and so like, I I recognize what that was. That's not a healthy thing. And that no. Comes, that also comes from my dad. Oh yeah. I don't want to piss him off. Mm. I want to do whatever it takes to make him happy. Stay passive, man. Don't oh, engage. Oh, dude, because don't engaging, be conf- engaging, speaking on how just how I feel. Oh my goodness. Is talking back. It, yep. You know what I mean. Oh, I remember those so days. So I'm, I'm I'm disrespecting. So I've learned to just. Just take it. So with your quiet. with your dad, you couldn't win. No, there was no. no situation where you could win, and and you you didn't feel like you were a son to be loved. Hell no. You felt like you were a liability to be solved. Solved just just to be put up with. Right. Yeah. Just. <sighs> I'm truly sorry. When I'm done with this, I'm done with this. You know what I mean? That's how, that's how I felt, mm. and and that is that is how I've seen myself this entire time. You know mm. what I mean? Like, and it, it really, I'm trying to heal through that. And the hard part is this: you got to feel it now, because mm. I didn't feel it then. Like, like, uh, like numb to it, like dissociation. Re- yeah, like I recognize it's there, but like my whole my whole thing as a kid, I'm telling you, like. Man, when I get like this age and I become a doll, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Mm. You know, it's like this hope for the future. Yeah. Now I'm here knee deep in adulthood and, and shit 
ain't what it should be. Mm. And now I'm getting sad as hell and lost because I'm like, this is supposed to be where I felt better. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, but now starting to heal and go back in. Yes. Oh, my got, gosh. But now you feel it. But it's work. And, it, it, oh. and you've got to process yes. the pain and the feelings yeah. and the emotion that you couldn't handle when you were a kid. Yeah. And I think... I think the myth that we all believed as kids is, well, it's going to get better when we're older. <laughs> and we look at our parents, and I think that one of the things I did for so long was I went, well, I won't be, I'll be anything, but I won't be that. Dude, that is how I modeled my parents. And, and that's extremely unhealthy. It is. And it's unhealthy because all I'm doing is saying, well, I'm going to be the negative of whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Now, you look at a picture. You've ever looked at a negative of a picture where yeah. all the colors are inverted? Right, right. And it just looks super weird? Mm-hmm. You can still tell what it is, right. usually. Right, usually. But, right, like, all we're doing is going, okay, if he went right, I'm going to go left. Well, what if isn't right or left? What if it's straight? Come what on if now. that's – and, and I and think – that's what you're getting to. Oh, my God. And that's what you're getting to. So, like, okay, I want to protect my kids, right? Yeah. Provider protector, I think those are kind of two of the biggest ones, and you know, and provider is such a wide, yeah, uh, but and protector as well. But where do we get that from? Oh my goodness! What is what should be the ideal? And Mm. we're Christians. Surprise, surprise. Maybe unless this is your first uh, uh, episode. And if it is, welcome. welcome. Happy, I'm happy to have you. Most of the episodes are going to be more lighthearted than this. Yeah, you 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 jumped into one today. That's right? great. Just, We're you know, happy to have we you. We are here. very happy to have you. But just know what you got yourself That's into right. today. That's right? right. It's it's check a few other episodes out for less. You know. In fact, I will make you a solemn promise. The next episode we'll do is just going to be totally off the rails, crazy. It probably will be. We'll just talk about our favorite things to barbecue, or and something we'll probably like that. digress like we did the first. You know, a little it's bit. It's going to be and great. That's what it'll be. But we'll but, tell stories about our childhood. Yeah. I'll tell about how we weren't allowed to watch TV. It's be great. It is going to be good. But but. <laughs> <laughs> but since you're here, just buckle up. That's right. Because uh, we're we, we, we going to be in there. That's right. It. But it's what it should be. Mm. It should be an example of who our Heavenly Father is and how He was with us, how He was with Jesus, mm. right? Um, and what we've seen, the way we've seen Him show us what it means to be a father over and over and over again. Mm. And I'll get to why that's difficult for me a little bit later, but I know you got something you want to share. So no, 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 keep going. I'm just looking up some stuff because I I know I'm going to use it. I think that's so good. And I, but I also feel like that's so hard. Yes. Yes. Because you and I, if we're going to be really honest, which we always are. Mm. Okay. I've never seen God the Father. Yes, you've about. never seen God the Father. Um, I will tell you, I've experienced His fatherly love. For years, I didn't mm. liked Jesus. Yeah, got more comfortable with the Holy Spirit. To be yeah. honest, that was kind of a struggle for me because sure. I'm kind of a control freak. Mm. So the whole like, He can show up and do some weird stuff. I was Pentecostal. Yeah, so I and that I was raised that that was demonic. So oh, for really? me, well, as yeah, a control yeah. freak, yeah. I was like, nope, yeah, don't yeah. like that. You mm. know, the whole speaking in tongues things. I was yeah. just like, get me away from sure, you, sure. crazy people. <laughs> I remember I went to this church. I'm not going to say where it was, but like, they were a little to the fruity left of me, <laughs> and not in a political sense. 
sure, I, I'm sitting there. there and there's somebody running up and down with a flag mm-hmm. and there's somebody up there painting and like I'm just painting with the spirits telling me and I'm like Oh, and this is this is before God did some real work in my life, and I yeah. was a real control freak, sure, and sure. I'm just like, man, yeah, too yeah. much Fruit Loops for me. <laughs> this is not okay. And my wife's like, "Isn't this so cool?" And I'm mm. like, "This is not cool. Yeah. This is like people need drugs, man. like or they're on them, right, like one right, or the right. other." And you know, there's you know, somebody's just rolling around on the floor, and mm. I'm like, "I cannot do this. Yeah. Like, this is freaking me mm. the heck out." Yeah, I'm yeah. like. <laughs> Where's my structure? Right. Where's right. my beat on the one and the three? Like, please. <laughs> please, just That's make hilarious. it orderly. But uh, Jesus, one of the things about scripture that I love is it solves so many of our dilemmas. Yeah. Okay? And we don't even know it. As men, we all need a father. Yes. Historically, we have, I would like to say we have three or four fatherless generations now. Now we're probably up to five. Yeah. But... Up until the turn of the century, mm. I've done a little bit of study on this. Mm. So up until the turn of the century, you usually were whatever your father was. Right, right. So if your father was a farmer, you're, you're going to be a farmer. If your father was a blacksmith or a tanner a or yeah. or um, a cooper. So a cooper was somebody who would uh, make barrels, which were very gotcha. important in certain yeah, yeah. parts. That's where it's people are like, oh, my last name's Cooper. You were usually named for what you were. Right. Or maybe he was a mason or maybe he was a carpenter. Mm. Maybe he was a banker. Pretty yeah. rare, but maybe he was a banker. I read a lot of biographies. It's amazing how the children of these really high-born families, like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, mm-hmm. he comes from a family of geniuses. Yeah. So he was an exceptional human being, mm. but he came from two exceptional human beings. His brother yeah. was the number one physicist in Germany, worked on the Manhattan Project with this guy named Albert oh, wow. Einstein. Yeah. Don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. So he and Albert Einstein's were like... The same smart level. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, his other brother was a concert violinist. Mm. So, like, these family traits were passed down. Yeah. But it wasn't just family traits. It was the wisdom. It was yeah. the instruction. It was the important things in life. I heard it phrased this way. So, usually in education, there was no public schools. Yeah. So, especially on the American frontier, hey... If you were raised on a farm, mm-hmm. okay, your mom would teach you how to read and write. You might go to the schoolhouse every once in a while. But when you turn 10, 11, 12, yeah. you were in that field. Right. And you'd be in the field with your father. Mm-hmm. And your father would teach you about life. Yeah. He would yeah. go, oh, okay. So you see how this ox mm-hmm. is bigger than this ox? Right. We can't use them mm-hmm. to plow this row. Right. Because the one that's weaker is always going to get pulled by the one that's stronger. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be straight. Right, right, and right. And son... Just like that's true. Mm-hmm. If you marry a woman who you don't agree with, right, man, yeah. you're going to be pulling in different directions, and man. your life is not going to. And the wisdom, the basic wisdom that was handed down from father to son, was handed down from father to son. Yeah. Hey, here's how you sharpen an axe. Mm. Here's how you, you know, hoe a row. Here's why we need to make sure the weeds don't grow in the field. Right, right, right. Just like in your marriage, man. If you let these weeds grow up, and that was passed down. Yeah. Because fathers and sons worked together until the son became a man, got married, moved away, and became a father himself. Mm. And that was the tradition. That's how it happened. Now, the turn of the century, the Industrial Revolution happens. Now men are going away to work. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go punch a clock at a factory or something. Right. They're 
transitioning away from an agricultural into a more mechanized industry. Right. And so now, hey, well, my dad's gone all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to public school. Yeah. I'm my mom is trying to take care of me when my dad works second shift. You know right, all right, this right. stuff. Yeah. And that legacy was interrupted. Mm. Then you go on top of that, and this is something I never thought about before until I really studied World War One and World War Two. I want you to think about this. Mm. We had relatively few casualties in World War One. I. I believe it was something about forty to fifty thousand. Okay. Okay. France lost a million men. Germany lost a million men. You have an entire generation that's just gone. Right. I I believe in between World War I and World War II, there was something like 20% of the male population in France died. That's crazy, man. You think about what that does to a culture. Right. All your heroic, strong, vibrant... Yeah. Hardworking men who signed up for the military, yeah. they're just gone. World War One was described very aptly as a meat grinder. Mm. They would just throw people at machine guns. Yeah. Like their tactics didn't change. So in America felt some of that. Yeah, yeah. But especially in Europe. Yeah. Like that's insane. So all that was lost. And then you get guys coming home from war mm. who've seen horrible things. Right that they can't explain to their deepest friends who went through it with them, right. let alone their wife, let alone their kids. Right, right. And so then we have this massive generation that was raised by guys who were functional but weren't fathers. Mm. So the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. Right. Then that generation is raised by a generation that didn't have fathers, who didn't know how to be fathers, right. disconnected once again, and then they raise it, and more gets lost. You're... you're- like your parents are boomers, aren't they? They are. Mine are too. Yeah. So, and you have these generations, and then you come to us. Yeah. Raised on television, culture is louder than it's ever been. Yeah. Your father was pr- either there and not good, or gone. Yeah. My dad was a workaholic. Yeah. Serving in ministry all the time but didn't have anything left in the tank for me when he got home. Yeah. Besides, I was a really weird kid who nobody got in my family. I still am. Sure. Like, my kids are like, oh, yeah, we're the weird ones in our family. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Yeah. Like, it I, is I love that. Yeah. I literally told my, my nieces, we went to this water park with my nieces. They're yeah. super fun. Mm. But they're pretty, most of them are pretty docile. One mm. of them's a, a fireball, and I like her. <laughs> we get along. Um, but, like... I'm like, yeah, when you need to learn how to, you know, drive like a crazy person. Yeah. Your dad will teach you how to drive. You want to really learn how to drive and do, you know, Mm. come talk to Uncle Tim. (laughs) You want to come shoot guns? Uncle Tim will be here. Yeah. You want to blow stuff up? Mm. Well, we'll we'll rock on the 4th of July. We'll be the crazy, we'll be the crazy cousins. I'm (laughs) cool with that. Yeah. Jesus, when he becomes human... He does something that up until that point had never been done before. Mm. God was known as Lord. God was known as Master. God was known as powerful. Yeah. But he wasn't personal. In the Old Testament, the term Father was used three times, and it was always referred to a group of people. Mm. I am your Father, O Israel. Right, right, right. You are underneath my protection. Yeah. So think more like a king saying, all right, you're part of my kingdom, yeah, yeah. so I'm going to take care of you. Right, right, right. But that's not fatherly. Mm. That's 
a professional relationship. Right. When Jesus comes, he, I forget how many times he uses the word father. A but lot. He uses the father constantly. Yeah. I have come from the father to mm-hmm. show you the father. Yeah. He says that. In the book of John, in chapter 17, there's this beautiful passage where he... Um, he literally, it's its called his high priestly prayer. He's praying over the disciples. In the next chapter, he gets arrested. Yeah. So he goes, um, he says this. He says, I do not ask for these only talking to the disciples, mm. okay, who believe in me, or but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's us. Yeah. Okay. He says that they may be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they may be with us. Yeah. So Jesus is going, I want you to have the exact same intimate relationship, the perfect relationship that I have with you, Father. I want you to give it to these and not just them, to everyone who's going to believe in their word, right, which right. is all Christians throughout time. Right. So the eternal God isn't just this magnificent king reigning over human history, which is 100% true. Yeah. He is also a father. In Romans chapter 5, it says, you have not been given a spirit of fear, so you will fall back into slavery. Yeah. Our yeah. relationship with God is a slave-master relationship. He is powerful. I am subservient, so I don't get killed by him. He mm. goes, no, 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 no. That's, that's a sin thing. Yeah, yeah. Now I want the relationship with you to be a father mm. where you can cry out to me just like with your kids. Yeah. And, and I understand when you, if you have kids, there are different types of cries. They're the, Oh my goodness, I stubbed my toe. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. my go-to is always, Hey, I've got a pocket knife. Want to amputate? Uh-huh. Cause we can do this. Right. Yeah, yeah. You don't like that one. Right. But I don't know if you've experienced this. Mm. I know I have. The oh my goodness, I'm severely injured cry. Mm, yeah. That one. I don't like it. I remember I was. I don't like it. I like to cook a lot. Mm. Jeff likes to cook as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I cook with my kids. I think it's super, super, super important. One of my kids, we're sitting there. She's cutting potatoes. Mm. Slips. Shink. Ooh. Ooh. Right through the side of her finger. Uh. And it was a bad one. It was yeah, one yeah. of those where, like, as soon as it happened, it was one of those, like, are we doing stitches or not? Like that was the first thing we talked about. Yeah, yeah. That moment of fear mm-hmm. of like, <gasps> and yeah. I'm like, I'm right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, we're gonna be okay. I got mm-hmm. you. I've had those moments. Mm-hmm. That's when we cry to our father. That's how he responds. Yeah. And for people like you and people like me and maybe people people out there who are listening who didn't have a dad who yeah. shown who wasn't who wasn't that person in our lives who could be trusted. We don't know how to interact with God as our father because when we hear the word father, we hear the word abuser. We hear the word father, we hear the word tyrant. We hear the word father, we hear the word distant. We hear the word father, we hear, well, he wasn't there, so who cares? Yeah. And so I think that, even just talking about the idea of I want to mimic God as my father, I think that can be really hard. I completely agree. Because I'm like, well, I don't know what that looks like. I ain't never seen it. I certainly haven't seen it in my life. And so then, then what I feel like we do, Jeff, and you can correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is we take the Bible, and instead of it being a love letter, we turn it into a law book. Oh, yeah. Do this. Here's here's the, yeah. here's the here's how I make sure I have good kids. Because you know what I don't want? I don't want my kids, you know, smoking crack and, right. you know, going out and being a gangster and shooting people at 2 a.m. Right. and, like, right. all the stereotypes, right? right? I don't want my kids. No, 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 no,
so I'm gonna crack down on them. Mm. And then, but yet, I don't know if you experienced this when you were a kid. Mm. I did. The stricter they were, the more I found ways to get around it. I'm, uh, yes and no. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, oh, yeah. No one gets more restricted as like, oh, you're going to give me less freedom? I'm going to rebel less. Right, right. You right. know, it's like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to rebel more. Right, like, right. I'll find a way through this. Yeah. Don't believe me? Send your kids to a conservative Bible college. It's great. <laughs> there you go. I can tell you stories, man. I bet. We had a fight club. That's crazy. No, I'm like not I believe, kidding. I believe you. We lined a room with mattresses and had a full-on fight club in there. Let's see. Um, I had a friend jump out a third-story window. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, we we. Oh, I I have stories. We did some crazy stuff. Mm. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I had an airsoft war at two in the morning, wearing all black. Almost got arrested. It was great. Um, I nobody knows about that one, which is so funny. That's hilarious. So I think if we're gonna say that God is our standard. Of being our father, yeah. I think I, I think we have to dig into what that looks like. We do. We really, we really, really do. And especially if me saying that God is your father, if that makes you prickle and makes you want to pull back from this, I think a great place to start is just going. Okay, my perspective is broken. Yeah. God, would you start to show me how it's broken? Would you start to heal that? Yeah. This is what we do, and with everything. Mm-hmm. What we know is normal. Yeah. And we almost assume that's how everybody is. Oh, my goodness. Like, your house didn't do things that way? I was just going to say, when was that first time you went over to a friend's house Man. and you were like, wait, what? Man. It's Good like, or bad. Right, it could be positive right, or negative. Right, right. you just like, <laughs> y'all do that? We don't. We ain't never did that. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, my God. And so, like, father who's nice. Oh, yeah. He's not mad at you. Yeah. What the hell are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so I love to cook. Mm. So I also, my kids cook with me. I think it's super important. If you don't like to cook, that's cool. But like my kids fight over who gets to cook dinner with that. Yeah. Okay. Because of that, we cook a lot of really cool stuff that yeah. most people don't cook. Mm. So my kids will have their friends over yeah. and are like, I've never had this before. We have a sweet little girl who comes mm. with us. Uh, Michaela, you met her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. awesome. She'd never had popcorn that wasn't from the microwave before. Oh, really? Ever. Mm. And I make, you know, yeah. white, my own homemade white cheddar popcorn. Yeah. Oh, dang. Oh, okay. dude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. I have multiple popcorn recipes. That tells you how serious I am about my popcorn. Okay. I make Mexican popcorn. It's mm. really good. You make yeah. up taco seasonings. Yeah. Put that on it. It's so good. Really? It's okay. so tasty. Okay. Who doesn't like Mexican food? I love Mexican food. Right? So, like, anyways. So, she was like, oh, my goodness, I've never had this. We made yeah. crepes with fresh berries in them. She's like, this is so great. Mm. So, you have those moments where you're like, this is different. Right. Like, this is. Yeah. Yeah. Or the converse, you go over and you're like, don't like that. Yeah. That's really creepy and yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. You know? I remember I went over to a friend's house when I was... Oh man, early teens, and this is when my my pornography addiction started. Mm. I went over to my friend's house, and his dad had porn magazines. He had like pictures on the wall in his basement. Oh, where? Dang. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah. That's really not good, but also I really like that. Right, right, right. You know, and mm. it's like, but that was very different than my yeah, house. I obviously, bet. I bet. Yeah. And it's and that and that's like. God being a loving father is hard for me mm. because my dad, as awful as his choices were, 
most of my life, mm-hmm. he would say things like, I love you. Mm. And I'm proud of you. And yet, those things didn't mean, they weren't true. Or that shit didn't mean nothing to me. And I like, I felt that in the moment, but mm-hmm. I think what I really felt was fear or uncomfortable expressing that I felt that way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, but I look back like, I I didn't believe that. No. I didn't believe that. Well, and it didn't mean anything because it wasn't, tr- it wasn't, it wasn't Your backed actions, up with. What you say most of the time is what I'm going to remember. What you do most of the time is what I'm going to remember. And that's not what I remember. Man. And, and it, I kind of grew up in the converse. My my dad never told me he was proud of me. Yeah. And I remember I remember asking. It was my mom actually who asked this. But it was very much in my household. Like, we were never told that. And I remember my mom. I asked my mom when I was in my 20s. I said, mm. Mom, are you proud of me? She goes, why would that matter? And I just remember being like, oh, like, oh, my goodness. Mm. Mm. Now, they've grown in some of that in, in some big ways. But they very much were, you know, pride is demonic. And so, you know, you don't want to say you're proud of me. But that yeah, affirmation, yeah. that was just never there. I never fed in my household. Yeah. And so um, it's really crazy because now my dad tells me that all the time. Mm. It's just crazy. He, like, he, I mean, I'm, I'm doing some work on his house right now. And yeah. he's just... Man, you did really well with that. You, yeah. You, I, I would have never figured that out. We had some the other night. I was mm. putting in a special electrical box for a, a, a fan in the bathroom, and he was like, well, I don't know where we're going to put it. We're going to put it over here. And I said, why don't we just put it right there? He goes, you can do that? Mm. I'm like, yeah, I'll just do this, 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 and this. And I put it in the ceiling. He goes, that's fantastic. Yeah. I would have never seen that. Mm. And I'm like, awesome. Yeah. And we got it done. So when God says he loves you, what do you think that means? I don't know. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe or you don't know? Both. So explain you don't know what that means first. Because I agree with you. For a long time, Yeah. I believe God tolerated me, but doesn't yeah. love me. Yeah, like I just think like, I just feel like people put up with me, bro. Like, Mm. Like I mean, because I was you know I was a mischievous little kid you know, mm-hmm. uh, got into trouble you know probably was looking for attention in some form or fashion or maybe even an outlet you... for my upset feelings that I didn't even know I was feeling or just being a kid, right? Yeah, all that stuff you know, um, uh, you know I, I you know one thing that happened to my family a lot um, I think it happened to them it was just like conviction. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't conviction; it was shame. Mm. Like, give me an example. So, like, well, one thing that I was a messy eater, mm. you know. So I was spilling my. I, one, I love food. Can you tell? You know, uh, I love me the, too. You know, but I, I was an overeater, a stress stress eater. I still, yep. I still am. You know what I mean? Um, from a very young age. Mm. So I like, I would like food made me feel good, made me happy. Yeah. You know. So I think. I felt like I think I it was this wasn't conscious, but mm-hmm. it was just eat, eat good, eat fast, fill yeah. up, feel good. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and what would happen is like you can never get you to keep your shirt clean. You know what I mean? Like look at like look okay. at you, like messing up your shirt again. Okay. Like I told yeah, I you not to oh, put that on. You know? Okay, okay. You know, okay. so like I'm following. So what they're what's trying to be done is convicting me. Mm-hmm. That I'm not doing this right, and therefore I'm messing up my shirt, which is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And you should change that behavior. Sure, right? 
I, well, I, I, I would maybe augment that to talk, say correction, but yes, right, I agree. Correction, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, well, I want to convict you of this, so yep. therefore there's some correction here, yep. right? But I just felt ashamed. Yeah. I, I like, didn't know, and here's the thing. Nobody taught me how to do this. You know what I'm saying? I heard the illustration once, and, and uh, this was really convicting for me because I'd done this with my kids. Um, Marshall School talked about setting your kids up to fail. Yeah. He goes, I yeah. see this all the time. He goes, he goes, you, you, he goes, you got this kid mm-hmm. who's three, four years old. Yeah. They're at the restaurant for the first time. Yeah. The waiter brings them a glass of milk, a glass of milk. Mm-hmm. And the dad doesn't let him drink it right away. Yeah. Milk's cold. Mm-hmm. So now you got perspiration on the outside of that, mm-hmm. you know, glass uh, yep, that's wet. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And then the kid goes to grab it. Mm-hmm. The glass is too big. And it slips and yep. it smashes on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then the dad is, what in the world are you doing? Why would you? You're so stupid. And it's like, mm-hmm. you set that kid up for failure. Yeah. Yeah. That kid was yeah. not equipped to, to handle what you get. Man. And I've done it. Man. And, and there's moments, man, where I've caught myself talking to my kids where I'm like, uh-uh. Nope. I've done it. I'm off. I've done it. Nope. And I literally I've just stopped mid-sentence. I'm like, I am so sorry. I, I was wrong. Man. This is not your fault. Man. And there's times with my kids where there's genuine, like, okay, had a moment tonight with one of my daughters who remained nameless. Mm-hmm. But it was a, a um, we went over to a friend's house. Yeah. And she brought a bag. Mm-hmm. And she left the bag there. Mm-hmm. My kids leave things <laughs> everywhere. You yeah, can attest to this. We had a sweatshirt. We had okay? a gift bag. Yep. And she, we got home, and she's like, oh, I left my bag. You're going to run right back over and get it. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I've got stuff to do. Yeah. I'm going to see him on Wednesday. Yeah. He might bring it. The dad might bring it. On. She's freaking out. I'm like, whoa, 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 mm. whoa, whoa, mm. whoa, whoa. Who's responsible? Not yeah. in a harsh way. Right, right. Yeah. Not before I would have been harsh. Oh, sure. But it was like, okay, well, that's different. Yeah. I'm not saying... You are a stupid person for leaving right. that there. That's your own believe, 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 believe fault. How dare you embarrass me by leaving that? Right, and that's right. how I would have reacted before. Sure. So you you going, and, and he, I want to just mention this for a second, the difference between shame and guilt. I think we've talked about this before. Sure. So guilt is a legal term. When yeah. the Bible says you are guilty, mm. that is a legal term. Yeah. So there is a law. The Bible outlines God's law. Yeah. Law of the universe, whatever you want to say, mm. right? You have done something against that law. Transgressed. Yeah, yeah. Okay? <coughs> Excuse me. By omission or commission, we f- don't meet up to that law. Right, right. I was doing 55 in a school zone. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I broke the law. I broke the law. I'm getting a very severe ticket for that. Right. Several hundred dollars, right? I broke the law. Therefore, I mm-hmm. have to pay for what I've done. Yeah. That's the consequence of sin. Okay? Mm-hmm. Shame is something completely different. Mm. Shame is the idea that you are not loved and you never can be loved because there is something intrinsically in you that is broken. Therefore, you are not lovable. Yeah. That's what shame is. Shame is demonic. Guilt is totally okay. Yeah. Because guilt is, I'm either guilty or I'm not. But shame is that idea that I don't matter. And I never mattered. And I never will matter. Because I am incapable of being loved that's that's, devastating and that's how I felt like I felt like yeah like I felt like I don't know just that example like messing up my clothes and eating like just kind of like 
how it felt because this wasn't said to me. I just spilled. <laughs> so messy. You are not worthy of my love because you can't keep those clothes. <sighs> exactly. And and what a devastating Man. thing for a child. I remember I felt the same way. I'm not worthy of my dad's love because I did whatever. Yeah. I made him mad. I pissed him off. I I wasn't good enough. Yeah. Like for me, I was a pastor's kid. We were always on the pedestal. Always. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, we were yeah. taught from birth. It was, mm. you've got to be a really good example because everybody's going to look up to you. Just a fear of man was just yeah, sewn into my soul. Yeah, man. So I think we can give a lot of good examples of bad examples. Here's what I want to come to. If we have no point of reference, if we don't know what that love is, if we're not healthy enough to go, I know what the Father's love is supposed to look like. Yeah. Where do we start? How do we start on that journey to being the type of fathers that we want to be? Um, what happened for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we moved into our town home, and we moved next door to a pastor. Mm. And um, um, his kids were different. Mm. Ooh, ooh, I like this. His kids were different. At the time, they had three little girls. Mm-hmm. And they were just sweet, and they, and they listened well. Mm-hmm. It's well behaved, and they loved him. Um, mm. It was just, it was just something different. And you could feel it. You could see, like, you know, like he, you know, not a perfect man, but you could feel it. There wasn't that threat there. No. They obeyed because they loved. They didn't yeah. obey because they were scared of getting beat. And, you know, and I'm looking for God and not finding him. And not really, I don't even know if I was really looking. Sure. You know, but, uh, you know, just talking to him and, mm-hmm. and, um, this is how I came to Christ, you know, um, uh, and we did a Bible study. Mm. Cause it's like, and we like, and we just, and we started doing a Bible study and started talking about the the gospels and sure and Jesus and I started sure. to see Jesus is real, and mm. you know, going through that and growing and taking that that process and small group and start going to their church and all this stuff, but yeah, you know, started talking about parenting. Ooh, you know, we we had we had one kid at the time, one kid at the time, and. Mm. You know, just trying to figure out how we're going to do Because I, I knew I didn't want to do it, you know, the way I was raised to. But I, right. But, I, like, but mm. I don't know how I was going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. D- do my best. Yeah. You know? And looking back, I thank God that I, we, we found them or they found us or God put them in our lives because I know I would have fallen right into uh, kind of some of the same things my dad yeah, was Yeah, 100%. And so I think, I think it was... Finding someone I felt like who was doing it right. Mm. You know what I mean? And or at least a better, lot than, better than A lot better than what I've ever seen. Sure. Dude, I get this all the time. Mm. Your kids are so well behaved. They are. Amen. Like, they're so well behaved. They, Oh, my God. They're so sweet. They're, they're this. I'm like, and the reason I people say that, mm. because I see other kids. Yeah, I know. I see other kids. You know, I was talking about I'm a football coach, and like, <laughs> like, and like, yes. I, I just see other kids. Not even just the football, yep. but just like, yep. I see them, and I'm just like, what the? What is yes. this? Yes, yep. What is this? And so, Lack of I saw, I saw, I see. You know, I saw 
this couple, it wasn't just this man, but him and yeah. his wife. Yeah. They were doing something different. I was like, yo, these kids, Yeah, they're different. There's, yep. They have something in the house that we don't have. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to know what that's about. So I think it's for like you, 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 you want to know Jesus or whatever. Like, just go to a church. I don't know. Talk to people, because you're you're gonna notice something. I I I I agree. I remember we had all three of our girls at the time. We had just had Addie, and um, we were actually no, it was before we had Addie. We yeah. we were going to church and we were in small group and mm-hmm. there was this family at our church. They had five daughters. The oldest was 22, 23. Mm. All of them are beautiful, yeah, yeah. talented, yeah, yeah. super sweet, mm. loved Jesus. Yeah, One yeah. of them was like, I'm going to go be a missionary in Peru. Like, like yeah, just just awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. And they were in our small group, and Amanda and I, my ex-wife, we were very much blatant with what we wanted. We yeah. literally just sat down with them and were like, See that? Yeah. How? Right. Because you are 20 years ahead of me. Man. And I want my kids to turn out something like that. Right. i never forget, Jeff. My friend Tom. I haven't talked to him while. I should call him. He, uh, he said, apologize early mm-hmm. and often. Yeah. Yep. First, he, he said, a day should not go by where you do not ask your kids to forgive you. He's like, your day should never mm. end without that happening. And I was like, and and to me, this is not a knock on my dad. Yeah. That was so foreign to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me my too. My dad never asked me to forgive him. My apologies. Right. What the heck, Right. And so, and that was good. I, I think even more than that is get in the word. Yeah. And see who God the Father really is. Yeah. Because, again, I think a lot of us, especially as men, we're either trying to not be our father or trying to be better than him. I remember hearing the story about a uh, MMA guy. He mm-hmm. he won whatever the title champion whatever sure. thing is. And he wins. And they give him the mic. You know, Joe Rogan comes over and hands him the mic. Yeah, yeah. And he grabs the mic and he goes, See, Dad? Mm. I did amount to something. Come to find out, this kid was raised by an incredibly abusive dad. Yeah. His dad would put a loaded gun in his mouth, cock the hammer and say, you're not worth the price of the bullet. So when this guy got in the ring and he was beating the living hell out of, and this guy was unbelievably talented. Probably I forget ferocious. his name. Okay. He just put his dad's face. Mm-hmm. On the on the and body of in. every and he yeah. and he kicked their butt so bad, yeah. knocked them out. Okay, so I think all of us are either trying to be our dad, we're living in his shadow, or we're trying to beat him. And God goes, both of those are wrong. Because hmm. here's what I know: my viewpoint of my dad and his parenting has radically changed. Yeah, because I. I was talking with this one of my brothers. She's like, yeah, your perspective is warped, Tim, because you weren't a believer. Mm. I wasn't a believer when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So everything I saw was warped. Mm. I was looking at it through a haze of sin. But here's the other thing. We're broken. Our dads are broken. We need someone who's not. Right. Yeah. We need the perfect father 
who loves us where we're at. And, and I think that understanding who God is, read through the Gospels. When Jesus talks about the Father, pay attention, underline it. Yeah, yeah. Go there and go, okay, who is this Father? What does his love look like? Because I think it will shock you. I know it yes. shocked me. Yeah. As I went through the yeah. New Testament, I'm, I'm reading, I'm going, this isn't the authoritarian, you know, follow the rules, don't have any fun, stay away from the drugs and the rock and roll and the girls. Yeah. Like, that's not, it, it's this beautiful, I want what's best for you, son. Mm-hmm. So don't do these things that are going to wreck your life. Right. You know, um, over and over and over in scripture, Jesus and the Father says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Yeah. Obedience shouldn't be out of fear of getting punished. Obedience is out of love for the Father and going, okay, I know you want what's best for me. I'm not trusting that. That's very different than how we were raised. So, I guess my thought is this. On Father's Day, as difficult as this discussion has been, and it's been rough in parts, what do you wish now... Nah, that's not the right question. What? How? How can you and I experience the Father's love in a more full way? Because I think that's what God wants us to experience. You know, I think we kind of end these on. Well, I need to do this, or this is what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And if that's true. It's always going to be true. Mm. But God always tells us exactly what we need to do. That's right. It's if it's if we do it, mm. right? And if we're not doing it, what are the reasons why we're not doing it? Agreed. I'm struggling mm. in life, Tim. Mm. And you know this. I do. I hear about this God and I and I have experienced a lot of freedom because of it. Mm. Because of who what God has done in my life. He has saved me. I'm his. I know that. I mm. know that. I know that. Mm. But I struggle with having this full freedom because I don't trust God. Mm. I read about him and I like it. It sounds good, right? Mm-hmm. Then I go, okay. You love me so much, you birthed me into this family? Oof. You you gave me this father? If God loved me, why? Right. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but then you, you let me experience all of this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. People who just spoke death into my life, into me. Yeah. Whether they tried to or not. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And now you want me to let it all go mm. and, and break down this wall that I've built over my heart. Mm. And risk. And say, and say you got me. Mm-hmm. If you got me, where have you been? Mm. And so I think you said it here in the podcast. Maybe you said it a little earlier when we were talking. You know, it's just like it's like this. We, we we can go certain ways. Mm-hmm. Today I just I had a I had a rough day. I'm feeling this stuff. Yeah. I'm feeling, you know, like, dude, okay, just side note, I remember Donovan, he's my baby. Mm. We just had him ten months ago. He's ten months. And I remember being in the hospital, Elise just went to sleep, just had a baby. Mm. And I'm just holding him. 
Yeah. And I was praying. I was playing a song "When I Pray for You" by mm-hmm. Dan and Shay. It's a really good song. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Don't know, but cool. You probably heard it. I guarantee it's been like on the KTIS station or whatever. Sure. But um, if you listen to that, I don't know if you do. But uh, no, probably not. Yeah. But uh, but what I I started to weep because mm. I was thinking about him. Mm. You know, like, dude, I'm your dad. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was thinking about my other five boys, and yeah. it was just like, I just, I I I I pray that they go. They liked who their dad was. Mm. <laughs> oh Jesus! It come like, like that they, they can go. I'm. They're proud of who their dad was. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. And I just, you know, and I and I work I work to that. I, I pray about that. You know what I mean? All this stuff. You know. Mm. Um. In fact, while we were still in the hospital. I actually went home and had an appointment with my therapist. Cause I was like, I got another kid I got to get right for. You know what I'm saying? Not, it's not just for them. Nope, nope. It is for me first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And it's also so I can love this God who I say I do, who I love. And I do love him. Mm. But it's this it's this battle. And I think that's what he's been working with me on. Yeah. Like healing from that to let go and to mm. let God. It's, a, it's an awesome thing to say. Let go and let God. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard, Tim, because I've I've had to go. Yep. But who's got me though? Who's got me? If I don't look out for me, who's gonna take care of me? And I, I'll be here. Like, okay, that sounds good, but people yep. have lied to me too. People that you put, you allowed them to be in charge of me. Yep. So. So getting rid of this image of a father and putting that bad image on this father. Yep. It's something that needs to take place. It's so hard. And it is so it has been so hard for me, Tim. I know. And so what happened today was instead of feeling that pain mm-hmm. and just praying and then reaching out. Because mm-hmm. the blind side got hit because I didn't see this coming today. It mm-hmm. got hit. You know, we talked about that, right? Yep. yep. I just said, I folded. I'm, yeah. like, I'm done. And if you're honest, and if I'm honest. Back to football analogy. We both like football. Tough if you don't like it. Mm. Hey, if you're going up against Aaron Donald, you know what? You're gonna game plan and go. Uh, it's gonna be a bad day. Yeah. And and yet, both of us had a rough day today. We did being a Father's Day. Yeah. Um, for me, it's my first Father's Day being divorced. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew it when I woke up this morning. I went, oh, this one's gonna be rough. But I hear you when I see you. Yeah. And I will tell you two things that I I love, okay? Number one, you are a great father. I see it. I do. And I love your kids. They bless me. Uh, they do. We talked about this the other night. Yeah, them, yeah. them just praying, which is just, I, was, I was crying. Yeah, I, I yeah. cry a lot. Mm. What God wants for you, what God wants for me, is freedom. Yeah. Freedom is doing the right thing, not because we're afraid of the consequences. Right. Freedom is doing the right thing because we know joy is there. Today, our pastor talked about sowing and reaping, and that is a principle all throughout Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, all of it, right? 
Sowing and reaping is very true. Yeah. Even in your dark moments, even in my dark moments, when we sow into, I'm going to believe the truth of Scripture and this is who God is, even when my, even when my uh, surroundings don't feel like it. Right, right. Even when it hurts, even when I can look back and go, God, why did you do this? Why did you allow this? And that's, it sucks. Yeah, man. I think in that moment, our father does something miraculous. Yeah. He, he gives us a supernatural ability to overcome the brokenness that we've been through. And he provides healing. He promises that. He says, I, Jesus says, I've come to show you the Father. He says, I and the Father are one. That's one of the reasons why the Pharisees wanted to murder him. Right. Was he, they went, uh, no, you're claiming equality with God. You can't do that. Right. He's God. You're not. We're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. But when Jesus came, what did he say? He said, I have come to proclaim freedom to the captives, to restore sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are enslaved. And my prayer for you and my prayer for the the people out there Mm -hmm. is that we would all take that pain that we have been through. Yeah. That other people have caused us. God did not cause us that pain. He allows us to go through it, but he's not the author of evil. Mm. Therefore, he restrained even more evil from you happening, which could have. Yeah. Like, I look at your life, Jeff, and I got to say this. Like, I, I am... I see how much mm. God protected you. Oh, sure. sure. I see the, the the things that God has done in your life. I see how your life could have gone. You could be an angry, violent man. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. And you're not. Amen, yeah. You're not. I know this because I know you, but I also mm. know it because my daughters run up and give you a hug every time they see you. Yeah. SBI, <laughs> I, I, SBI, bro. Every time they see you, they're like, oh, it's Mr. Jeff, hug time. Like, mm. Awesome. I'm grateful for that. I, it blesses my soul to see it. So as we're coming to this, maybe maybe Father's Day is rough for you. Yeah. Maybe maybe you're like Jeff. Maybe you're like how I used to be. Like Father's Day is a memory of all the things your dad wasn't. Yeah. And I think that the place where I would start, mm. two things. Number one. I would come to God with your brokenness and mm. go, God, I have a bad view of this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm warped here. My yeah. glasses aren't right. Yeah, I yeah. know my perspective is bad here. I know this is an area that I'm not doing good in. Right. Would you be with me in this? Would you help me to have faith and believe even in this moment? And I think, too, so let's find out who he really is. I think, yeah, and that's what it comes to. I had a choice today. Mm. Because you always have a choice. You do. Let me tell you something. My dad was not the greatest dad. Mm-hmm. But my dad did not do anything to me today for me to make the choices I made today. Nope. That was all on me. It was. Okay. Bad things have happened to you. Yeah. And I am sorry that they've happened. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you are an adult. Yeah. No one is making you choose to live the way you've chosen to except you. You have to own it. And it doesn't matter who you are, what you've been through. Yes. 
your choices yesterday don't have to define your tomorrow. Exactly. We always have a choice. And so I didn't make the right choice because I didn't trust God. Mm. But I do. I know that there's probably some healing mm. had I chose to go the route that still really, really, really hurt. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to feel that pain. Totally get it. Right? Look, I know I want to bench 300 pounds one day. Okay? Yes. I want to bench 300. I don't want to bench 300. Okay. Okay, maybe. I, yeah, maybe. You know, maybe it'd be, be kind of cool, like 300, you know? But Oh, I can hear my I shoulder blades exploding right, right man, now. I don't want to feel You could pain. bench 300 pounds. Yeah, man, maybe. You, you could. Uh, you got the frame for it. I could. Yeah. But I haven't because yep. I, don't, I don't put that work in. Why? That's right. That pain. Uh, oh, yeah? I don't want to feel that pain. You're going to feel not, it tomorrow? Not to move my arms for two days afterwards. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you got to work up to it. And that's the thing. I had a choice today to do that, and I, and I said, no, I'm going to go with what I know that feels better. Well, and, and any type of change takes work, and it's hard. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I've heard it said this way, and I like this. You will never stumble into holiness. Yeah. You never yeah. will. Nobody yeah. wakes up one morning and just has six-pack abs. Got yeah. out of bed and is like, what? Right, exactly. I'm sculpted? Exactly. Nobody wakes up and it's just, oh, wow, no budget, no planning. Man, yeah, my retirement's good. perfect. Yeah, of course. Nobody wakes up and is like, what? All my bills are paid off. Right. Awesome. Like, that takes work. Take, you got work to do. And, and, and I've heard this term and I love it. I don't really love the source of it, but I love it. It's mm. grace-driven effort. We go, okay, based on the word of God, which is true, I know who I am. Even if I don't believe that. Even I don't feel that right now, we're going to do a whole show on that. Trust your instruments, Mm, right? Even if I don't feel it right now, even if I don't think that's my reality, even if it hurts so bad I can't see, I am going to have faith that God's got this. That he is who he says he is. And I think the, the problem for you and for me most of the time is that I don't, I'm not in it, so I don't know it. Oh, man. Come on, man. So I'm like, Look. okay. I, I mean, I, I know what people have told me about God. But God's like, hey, you got in it and read it? Man. Look, you want to lose weight and you ain't eating right you ain't in the gym. Stop talking. Well, we were t- I talked about this with my daughters tonight. We were talking on our way home from our friend's house. They were like, yeah, let's do like a two-month where we eat healthier. And, we're, and I said, mm. awesome, let's do it. I said, here's why we're going to do it. Mm. Calories yeah. plus exercise mm-hmm. equals burning whatever, right? right? If you don't eat as much calories as you burn, you lose weight. Boom. It's simple. And if you want to eat low-calorie foods that are healthier for you, it's going to be way easier to do it. Right. If I'm drinking Mountain Dew every day, exactly. Look, take a can of Mountain Dew. And just look mm-hmm. at the back of it and see how many calories are in that. Uh, see how much sugar is in there. Man. Like, it's like 270 calories for a can. It's stupid. It's crazy. <sighs> What it comes down to is, I love this phrase. I believe, help my unbelief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and here's the other thing. Get around people who do. Yeah. Community. That's the most important thing. Get in that small group. Go to that church. Mm-hmm. Find those people. Find those people who will fight with you and fight with them. And here's the thing. Here's the thing I love, Jeff, <sighs> about you and me. Yes, sir. I came over tonight. We mm. talked. Yeah, we did. No condemnation. Amen. No, there's there no was judgment. None. No there anger. No, no, 
man, you screwed up. Because yeah. you already know that. Yeah, I don't need I to did. tell you. I did screw up. But I'll tell you this. There's grace for you. And if you want to, and I want to, and we do, let's sow into understanding who God is as our Father and embracing what the truth is. Not predicated on who our imperfect fathers were. Yes. But predicated on who God says he is. And I will promise you this. God's big enough to handle Jeff's mess and my mess and my father wounds and his father wounds and your father wounds, wherever you are listening to this. He's big enough to handle that. If you will get in his word and read it and beg him for understanding, he will give it to you. And what you'll start to find is... As you heal, and I've watched your journey, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You're not where you used to be. I'm not where I used to be, which Amen. is beautiful. Amen. As that journey progresses, there's going to be valleys and there's going to be mountaintops. Yeah. But we will keep moving forward. As we pursue Jesus, he's going to begin to heal. And one day, we're going to look back. We're going to go, wow. Mm-hmm. I want you to experience more joy as a father. I want to experience more joy as a father. And the only way you and I are going to do that is if we experience our Heavenly Father in a more real, tangible, and loving way. The way that God impressed it upon me this past summer when when I kind of hit a wall and I broke. He said, Tim, you can't give your kids something you don't have yourself. Come on, bro, man. Come on. And and he went, he said, okay, you're going to try to love your kids, but you're not experiencing my love. I'm the source of love. And yet you're not coming to me. And he gave me this illustration of a bucket. He goes, okay, if you've got a bucket and you've Mm -hmm. got to pour that love into your kids' buckets, they're smaller buckets, you know, but your bucket's full of dust and junk Mm. and and you haven't, you haven't come to my, my fountain where it's full of beautiful, wonderful love and it's not full. You have nothing to give them. So then you're trying to manufacture it and it's not working. Instead, come to me. And that's where I believe so many, and I mean millions Mm. of people are parenting out of. We mean well. We want to give them something. But we have nothing in us to give them. Whatever's in us. And whatever's in us is not good. So Jesus says, come to me and I'll give you life. Yeah. John chapter 4, I will put a fountain of life in you that is so great you will never thirst. You will never go hungry ever again. If we are being filled with God's love, and I'm so full of it that I I saw this illustration once. This guy took a bucket, put it on the stage, and filled it right to the brim. Mm -hmm. And he goes, somebody come up here and bump this thing. Mm. He bumped it. Today, pickles on the stage, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So full. It spilled over, Mm -hmm. right? Then guess what? When my kids bump into me, what's going to splash into their bucket? Well, God's love. Not my own brokenness and my own shame and my own sin that I'm just trying to cover up. No, it's going to be the love of God. And then what a joy that I get to pour it in because it didn't come from me. And what that creates in me is humility. I can't do it. I'm not the source. I'm going to bring it to you because I got it from my father. So my encouragement to you, Ask God what that looks like in mm-hmm. your life. Yes. Man, if you grew up without a dad, if you didn't have that father figure, if you've got a deep father wound, bring that to God. And let me tell you, Jeff will totally back me up on this, 100%. If you were raised in an abusive situation, you need to go get help. Yes. yes. Get with a good counselor, not just a therapist, someone who loves Jesus. Get with a good counselor who can help you navigate that. Get somebody you can talk to and go, okay, 
These things happened to me and they weren't okay. Do that. Start that process and ask God to show you what it means for him to be your father. I promise if you do that, if you start that journey, you will never, ever regret it. It will change your life. And I promise you this. I'm telling you right now. Mm. There will be times it hurts. Yes. I mean, it. Mm. there will be times that it hurts. Because you are going to start to feel that stuff that you have scabbed over for mm. so long. Yeah. But what it isn't. It isn't, it isn't you regressing because that's how I felt for so long. Dude, yep. I'm not. I'm the same person I've always been. Nope. I'm still feeling the same way. Nope. No, I'm finally feeling this stuff versus just reacting to. It, I'm feeling it. I think we talked about this the other day. I'm, I, I burned my arm. We should probably put some pictures up. We'll put some. I'll send to you. Yeah. Okay. I, I was in a, a kind of a big propane explosion. By God's grace, I didn't get third degree burns. Yes. The worst type of burns you can get are third degree. Because it burns all the way down to the base of your skin and you burn your nerves out. Mm. A third degree burn hurts less than a second degree burn because the nerves aren't there. Yeah. So they actually destroy the nerve endings. You don't feel as much pain, mm. but it's actually far worse. Oh, yeah. And as you heal from those, when that nerves, when those nerves are coming back, it is incredibly painful. Mm, man. But that's the sign of you healing. Don't yes. give up. Our pastor said it today. I think it'd be a good thing to end with. Galatians chapter 6. I love this passage. Mm. It, it, he read it today and I went, you know what we should do? We should go through Galatians. Sometime. I am so down. If we ever get through Ecclesiastes, I'm down to go through Galatians. Okay. Ephesians. Galatians. It's right there. Galatians chapter 6. Verse 9 says... And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Oh, that's a good one. Satan's lie to you and to me is give up. Yeah. You're never going to change. It's never going to get any better. You're not healing. You're not growing. You're not changing. Does that mean we don't stop and take an evaluation and go, okay, where am I at? No, 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 no. But God's going, keep going. When you put those seeds in the ground, you're not expecting them to pop up the next day. Right. Come on now. It's going to take sun and water and wind and all of that. And it's going to take God to create that. But we still plant. And we plant with an expectation that our Father who loves us will bless us in due time with a harvest, a mighty harvest of good things. Sometimes it takes 20 years, and that's okay. We're going to plant today expecting to experience the love of the Father tomorrow. Can you imagine if you replanted every time a seed died? Oh, my goodness. Every time a seed died, you were just like, I got to start over. Every farmer will tell you, they'll tell you, I'm going to plant this many seeds, mm -hmm. and I'm going to have a drop off of this much. Mm. I'm going to lose some because mm. it's not all of it's going to come up. Right. But it's a law of averages. The Father loves you. He loves me. He loves Jeff. Yeah. If you don't feel that, I get it. Yeah. Press in anyways. Press towards the mark. And stay real. Stay grounded. Hey, Tim. Can we pray? 
I'd like to pray for those listening right now because I think that would be huge. I, I just feel something in me telling, saying to pray. So I just want to pray. Lord, I just want to thank you for my brother. I want to thank you for who you are and what you've done in my life. And I want to thank yes. you for relationships. I want to thank you for my friendship with this man mm. and what it's meant to me. Mm. How he can hear some of the darkest mess in my life mm. and just still be here mm. is a blessing to me. And I thank you for who you're making him to be. Mm. Lord, I pray for those listening right now yes. watching. Yes, Father. And I pray for those who have those father wounds or mm. mother wounds. And I pray that you are speaking to their hearts, Lord. And I pray that you reveal just how much you love them and how much of a loving father you truly are. Yes, Father. And that you're not like our fathers. Nope. You're not like that image of what a father we think is. Yes, Lord. And I pray that you destroy every lie in their life. Mm, Yes. And you replace it with the truth of who you truly are. Yes, Lord. May they feel that. May they run towards that. And when it hurts, may they continue to run towards yes. it. Yes. And I pray that your love saves. Mm. And I pray for generations of people. Mm-hmm. I pray for generations of my children and Tim's children mm. and their grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. Yes, Lord. Because yes, of Lord. what you're doing in our lives, oh, who they get to be. Mm. Because of who we're, who what we're instilling in their parents and, mm. and everything else, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. I pray for generations of those listening to be yours. Yes, May Lord. they want to be yours because of what they saw grandma and grandpa do. Yes, Lord. What they saw mom and dad do. How they, how, what they said. <sighs> Jesus, mm. I pray that you move. Mm. I pray that you move. Mm. And I pray for those who are doubting. Mm. That you just reassure them just how much you love them, how much you're yes. right there with them, that you've never left. Despite what's happened, mm. you've never left. That's right. And I just pray that your saving power moves, Lord mm. Jesus. And I just ask and pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Grounded Podcast. If you enjoyed this and you're listening on Apple Music, leave us a review. Tell us how fantastic our voices sound. Please subscribe. And if you really enjoyed the content, share with a friend. If you didn't, well, I mean, you can share it with no one, I guess. Yeah, but if you did, your social media is a great place to share about us. And you can find us on our social medias. Facebook and Instagram at Real Grounded Podcast, Twitter at Real Grounded Pod, and you can also email us at Real Grounded Podcast at gmail.com. Awesome. A lot of ads. A lot of ads. You can meet us at here. <laughs> Until next time, stay real and stay grounded. <laughs>